Welcome back to the FPL Roundtable, the only fantasy Premier League podcast where we guarantee that you might learn something about fantasy, probably. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries, uh, and as always with me is my partner in crime and co-host Rob Langevin. Say hello to the folks there, Rob. Hello, Kevin. Hello, folks at home. Uh, it, great to be with you guys once again on this truncated scheduling of Premier League games that we're bringing to you, that we're squeezing into our lives. Me and Kevin are giving up all the charitable deeds that we're, we're usually doing during the week and coming to you live and direct. Well, not live and direct, because if it was live, then we'd be live, but you're listening to it wherever you may be, on the train, on the toilet, wherever. But glad to be here. Thanks for coming. <laughs> we're going to have some dynamite knowledge of FPL goodies for you, so stick around. Yep. Opening up with a very serious question. Are you pro- Meh or anti eggnog? Uh, meh. I could live without it. Okay, fair enough. Also, uh, if people at home think I sound like a crazy person, I did my best to lop off my finger uh, last Friday, and I'm on uh, so much painkiller. <laughs> so uh, it'll be an adventure. Um, and, and and funny to say that I did not cause any bodily harm to myself, and I too am on a ton of pink. <laughs> You're just looking for a rip-roar in good time. Uh, which, segue, uh, we've basically had in fantasy of late. There are so many talking points that have been floating around recently. Um, we'll lead off with what happened in today's match. We're recording this, uh, of course, on the Tuesday. Um, we've just seen Adam Lovana score again. Uh, and my question for you is, I know, well, when I texted you earlier today, I said I wanted to talk about him potentially being a must-own. And you said, well, you have to have at least one Liverpool midfielder. My question for you, though, is, Based on price, should it not be Lalana? And if not, do you not view having more funds as important as? Nope, I lost where I was going with that thought already. An inauspicious start. Uh, do you think that Lalana is a must Um, yes. Based right? on his price, based on his price point, yes. Um, because, like I said, I'm backing up my statement. I just didn't give you a clear cut name of what Liverpool, you know, midfielder you need to own, whether it be Firmino, Coutinho, Mane. You can't really own Mane right now because he's leaving in two weeks. Um, but yeah, Lolana, based on price point, based on what he's done, what he's doing, uh, the kind words of encouragement and, you know, just general liking that Klopp has for him, um, makes him, makes him a must own for me right now. I own him. So I'm going to back that you should own him. Um, I got an interesting stat for you. Um, Adam Alana pre Jurgen Klopp, 31 games, had five goals and three assists. When Since Klopp has taken over, he's played 42 games. He's got 11 goals and 12 assists wow. in the games that Klopp has taken over. Um, so, I mean, people who are into statistics, that screams a lot of goodness. Um, you know, he's he's in the, you know, the perfect – you know, the perfect roster lineup now on the official game because he's got that little star next to him. Um, he's the cheapest uh, inclusionary midfielder there. So, um, yeah, I mean, from, from that standpoint, he's doing good things. Uh, he's in a position. He rest. He didn't even play a whole game today, so it almost guarantees he's going to play again because he came out in the 60-something minute, I believe, right around 70th minute. Uh, you know, he, like you said, he got the goal. So, I mean, from this point on um, – yeah, I, I was on the Mane train a couple, like maybe about a month, maybe six weeks ago. I said that he was the guy to own. Um, you know, Firmino did score again today. You know, scored again, scored today for the first time in six games. Kinda. So, kinda. <laughs> Off it, two went, posts. It, it went dink, dink, and in. 
you know, but it counts. Um, from a fan perspective, people are just going to see that and see that stat line that he did score. So I think some of the love is still going to is going to be go back onto Firmino. Um, but but Lalana right now is is the own in the Liverpool defense. You know, his, his price point is seven point three. Uh, sorry, seven point four. It's going to go up again tonight, probably most likely. He's scheduled to go up. Um, he's owned in eighteen point eight percent of leagues. So there is, you know, the growing capacity for everyone in the in the Premier is is, to, is in the official game is to own him. So I mean, people are going to jump on him. He does have ninety eight points. So you know, he's in the top five in scoring in midfielders. I mean, so yes, he is he is a must own. Okay, well then, with that in mind, we're going to segue into other big news this week, which is Sergio Aguero is back. So, I could either uh, upgrade to get Aguero back in, or upgrade my entirely useless Leroy Fair, sorry to everyone at home for me thinking that was going to count, right when he started scoring goals, (laughs) Bob Bradley decided to stop playing him. So basically, should I upgrade to get Aguero back in this week, or should I upgrade Fair and use that Aguero money to bring in Lalana, knowing that it will then take at least three moves to get Aguero back in. Well, I mean, you're not. I know me and you both have, uh, you know, different approaches with minuses. I I don't mind taking a minus because mm-hmm. you know if the person you bring in scores that points, you're basically breaking even. But then you're moving forward. You have those that that point accumulation to go for. Um, so. I'm all for the Lalana move, but I also – when there's big names like the Agueros, like the Costa sitting out there, like the people who didn't bring in Ibrahimovic, me, uh, these are the kind of moves, like the big name moves that I, I could see you taking a minus for because their point return is going to be better than saying, all right, I'm going to bring in a, you know, a punt midfielder and someone else at a minus four. The big names are where you want to make the minus fours. I, I, I'm, I'm a big proponent of taking a minus anyway. I'm not telling you to do it or anybody else at home. If you don't feel comfortable, do it. Don't do it. Um, but you know there are other needs on people's teams, and I understand that sometimes they they ha- they can't take they have to take a minus. But this is a this is the time when with names such, such as Aguero and Costa coming back and Ibrahimovic being in such good form, and some people not everybody owning him. I know he's owned in 50% of leagues currently, but you know they, there are some ownership that don't own him. So, I mean, my personal thing was I would probably opt off of Leroy Fair and upgrade to Lalana, use the use that money and accumulate your your funds to go up to either grab Acosta or Aguero later, if depending on who you want to go to. Yeah, absolutely fair there. Are you going to be trying to bring in Costa or Aguero this week? I I have already brought in Costa already. And for those at home that are worried that they have to get him in at any moment, uh, Costa's price is locked and he will not go up. Yeah, I think Aguero's is as well. So you you do have time to figure this out um, in this crazy match week where we're already two days into it, but there's still the Tottenham match to come tomorrow uh, or today as you're listening to this. Now, um, now I want to segue that question you just asked me about, you know, because we did touch on the the, 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 the high-priced forwards. I know it's, it's probably a physical impossibility, and I – pretty much know it's a physical possibility that you can't own Costa, Ibrahimovic, and Aguero. I think that takes up way too much of your front line. But Kevin, moving forward, which two are you rostering from here on out? Or which two would you advise people to look in that direction to? Um, I honestly feel like Ibrahimovic is more of a form player, but their matches are really kind coming up. Um, Borough and West Ham in their next two, so those are the matches that will be covered by this show. Uh, both fairly nice. Liverpool's defense you aren't really scared of. Stoke have been conceding more of late, and Hull, well, you guys know about Hull. So in the interim, I think I'm probably going to go 
just Zlatan, because uh, like I said, I think I am going to do that Lalana move instead. I'd probably go Zlatan and Aguero for now, because Chelsea do have uh, Tottenham coming up. I think there's another tough defense they face sometime soon. Nope, basically just Tottenham uh, until Arsenal in February. I, I, I think Zlatan is basically a must-own right now because of form and fixtures, but I think Costa and Aguero have a lot more staying power. Yeah, I, I agree. I think Costa and Ibrahimovic right now are the guys that you, you should be looking at, and once they sour or you sour on them, I think the move to Aguero is the uh, is the play because you know everybody wants to own Aguero. I think he makes everybody's he's big, basically like a, you know the FPL the official games hood ornament because of what he can do and when he's done it. But you know even when he's done it this year, it's it's been sparse. So I mean I'd go with the in more informed players in Costa and Ibrahimovic right now. Yeah, I definitely agree with you there. Uh, there have not been too many price changes, but do you want to run through them real quick? Sure. Uh, I mean, most of these, most of these are probably going to be speculative, and they're going to go up. These guys are basically going to speculate it to go up. Uh, Lalana is, spe- is expected to go up. Zlatan is going to go up. Uh, Pogba is going to go up. Uh, who else? Uh, Lukaku is expected to go up because of his his goal. Uh, I don't I don't know what people are thinking. And they don't listen to goal. us. Yes. Well, that's that's true. <laughs> also. Uh, you know, Winston Reed on defense. Uh, Gary Cahill, David Luiz. I think people are. The, the Chelsea duo are the other two on defense there. Uh, people are, are moving away from the Alonzos and the Aspilicuetas looking for a little differential. Uh, Paul Pogba has gone up, which brings to an interesting thing, Kevin, because w- we knew we wanted to weave Paul Pogba into into this yeah. podcast in some way. Um, are, are you a buyer or a believer in him basically playing like that false 10 role? Uh, and being a you know a playmaker there with with Mctarian playing and and hopefully getting into shape and form and being a, a a fantasy player there. Yeah, I mean, first of all, Manchester United are in really really good form right now. It's not just Lawton; the whole team around them is is really going at the moment. And because of his engine, you'd expect him to not really miss out on any of these minutes. Um, I've loved him in other formats all, uh, earlier this season. Uh, drafted him in one of my toggle leagues, have him in a couple DFS teams this week, uh, which was helpful. He's taking a lot of shots right now, which you really like. And as you mentioned, he is playing a lot further forward. In FPL, it's a little more question marky, that 8.3 price. I mean, you know, then you're kind of in that Ericsson, uh, Sterling, you know, a little bit further down. Lalana, who we just mentioned, you have Sigurdsson. You have all those guys kind of around that price point. Is he up there? I'm still a little cautious, but, I mean, for that price, you have to like it. Firmino's in around that price as well, although both of us have cooled on him (laughs) pretty rampantly. Um, But we said at the beginning of the season that it would be really interesting once we saw his his, uh, price start to drop. Um, We thought he came in probably a little too high in price to really be valuable. He came in at 8.5. He dropped down to 8.2 for a little bit, now up at 8.3. You know what? Uh, if if I had lots of moves left, maybe. Uh, but, you know, Lolana sitting there at a cheaper price is very interesting. But, oh, how about this? How about this caveat? If you're a United fan, feel free, feel free to bring in Pogba. Mm-hmm. He is actively not a detriment to your team. He will be a benefit to your team. I just think there's probably better values out there. But you can't deny what he's done. 26 points in his last five weeks. And, and as I mentioned with Ibra, they have four very winnable matches on the horizon there. So yeah, I how he is perfectly ownable and viable. I probably am not buying him personally in this format, 
but his price in DFS continues to be reasonable. And uh, in Toggle Leagues, obviously, his draft day value was insane. But uh, in this, he's, he's definitely ownable. I'd probably still go um, with Lalana. I probably would have gone Walcott had he not randomly just missed. Sterling is looking a little bit better since winning his spot back. Uh, so he's only a victim of people being a little bit better value, not because he's performing poorly or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I'd be interested. I'm going to be honest. I, I can't wait to see the the transferred in transferred in rate of Mctarian um, mm. this week after basically people witnessed his goal, the, the back heel thing. Kick. Yeah, and which uh, he was definitely offside for. But that's yeah, fine. well, he was offside. Um, you know, at his price at eight dot nine, and you know, I, I'm just looking at it right now with because I have the info in front of me. Sixteen thousand mm. people have already brought in Mctarian for eight dot nine. Uh. Um, I'd be interested to see what that move entails, who they're dropping there. Um, maybe it's an Ericsson, you know, maybe it's, you know, a down, a downshift from someone else, maybe a Sanchez. I don't know, but 8.9 is a health is a, is a healthy number for a midfielder, especially with other cheaper options that are yeah, performing. Yeah, that's like Mane, Mane. You know, Mane, Mane. Mane. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. There's the title of the show. Welcome to the show, everybody. Um, you know, but. But from somebody who's basically played, you know, 160, 50, he's played 210 minutes in the last month and last six weeks. You know, I don't know if I trust at an 8.9 rate for United, regardless of what their fixtures are. You know, they do have Middlesbrough, West Ham, Liverpool, Stoke in their next four. But, you know, this game is all about price tags. And at 8.9, I I think you can find better value through the midfield. Yeah, I definitely agree with you there. Were there any other uh, pricey guys? Yeah, price downs. Uh, these are all expected. They're not like confirmed yet because there really hasn't been a, a high transfer rate, and there hasn't been a real. There's only been one day for people to transfer people in, but expected to go down. Theo Walcott, Harry Kane, Loris Karius, uh, and Ian. Uh, I'm sorry, Jermaine Defoe and Kalechi Ianacho, who came on again as a sub and scored. He has the greatest. Uh, Goals per minute rate of any Premier League striker in the history of the Premier League, but yet he can't start a game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh well, fantasy fantasy be weird. That's uh, it, it is. Pep, Pep likes to ruin stuff. He's the worst. Also, it was so the second Ihanacho came on, said he looked um, like immediately better. Yeah, because he 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 creates the avenues. You know, it's I almost mean, like having a forward is helpful. It's cra- it's crazy to think that that they would actually create a name position and actually have one on the pitch, yeah. and then they can actually do what he's supposed to do, and then actually they do what they're supposed to do as a team. It's crazy. Yeah. I, I it's crazy. This got to be. In, I mean, we should write a soccer book because this is the first time I've ever heard of such. <laughs> we actually invented the forward position. I don't know if you guys know that at home. That's actually a claim to fame. Uh, I did go Origi back when that was the decision, and feel much yeah. better about that. Although. Really wish he'd score more goals. The assist today, saw some people saying it was a great assist. It was really not that great a ball. Probably probably somebody should have stepped in front of that. But uh, still just the one blank in the last six matches, which you have to like there. Although Surridge scoring today, and knowing that they have to rotate soon, and knowing that they probably need to you know, keep Surridge's attitude up, mm-hmm. uh, I'm just saying I wouldn't be surprised if Surridge gets the start uh, this week. Eventually. Or, or even be- this week. It'd be, yeah, it'd, he may, um, but you know, Origi got an assist on an own goal, so let's let's temper expectations. Well, there. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is, yeah. is he didn't exactly cover himself in glory today, although he was running the channels well. But then Sturridge scoring immediately. If if Klopp wanted a reason to mm-hmm. put Sturridge in a game, he yep. has it. 
he has the excuse of rotation and the excuse of form. So I think I think the time from a fantasy perspective, if you're going to gamble on a Daniel Sturridge, is is the first game that Sadio Mane is at Afcon. Yeah, I think if you're going to gamble and bring him in, yeah, and, they could run like a four four two diamond like they did under Bragi back in the day. You know, I mean, it's not it's not out of the realm of possibilities. I just. I, do I do I completely see it happening? No, but if you're a gambler and you like to gamble, and Liverpool does produce good fantasy numbers, the first week that Mane is at Afcon is the week that I would say I guarantee that other people are going to jump on this when when it you know in three weeks when this happens, you know when Afcon comes comes and people start speculating you know who's going to play where. I guarantee Sturridge is on the minds of a lot of people that week, saying you know especially if he comes in like he did today or starts one of these next two quick games, you know and he produces. You know, then it's going to come to a point where, well, why isn't Daniel Sturridge in there? He's probably yeah. one of their best scoring options, and you know, and then Mane's taken away from the, you know, the equation, and there you go. Yeah, I agree. There are some tough fixtures in there, but it, it will be definitely be interesting to see how they deal uh, deal with all of that. Are you ready to uh, take a quick break? Absolutely. Oh man, that was so relaxing. Stretched out, got got a little mani petty action going on. Just a clear coat, you know, nothing too colorful. But you know, sometimes you got pamper yourself. Yeah, you gotta. I mean, I I usually go to the the spa once once a month. Get those little get those little fish to eat off your uh, dry skin on your feet. You know, oh it's, it's, crap! What are those called? Um, fish. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, there's some kind of they look kind of like koi goldfish kind of looking mm, things. Now I gotta I, I look it up, man. We're we're we're, we're throwing painkillers on top of my natural lady HD. They're, now they're, I just have to know. They're uh, cannibal goldfish. Gold. Wait, really? No. Oh, <laughs> see, uh, this is this is what I was talking about, folks. Uh, is uh, in a weird place right now. The Gara Rufa, also called the Doctor Fish, or the Nibble Fish, or the Bone Fish in New England, is when uh, they forage the slough off dead skin. They look for food which in the wild consists of a word I'm not going to attempt to say. Huh. Interesting. Who? Yeah, the Gara Rufa Fish. 15 to 30 minutes, for those wondering how to apply them. <laughs> Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, we will go into start sits now. We haven't had a whole lot of time to prep because we just had a match going on. But uh, up front, I think I like Andre Gray this week. Hmm. Just scored, coming back from his suspension, which was awful. We had a whole part of a show about that. Uh, but going up against Sunderland's defense, they just got undone pretty helpfully. Um, and while they have looked better as a team... They still seem pretty susceptible at the back. Uh, although, as I said, they've looked better. Jillabaji hasn't looked as useless. Uh, was it? Wait, was it him that slipped yesterday? That gave away that uh, Ibrahimovic goal? I don't remember. But anyway, I think Andre Gray is, is definitely of note. He's a cheap guy. Uh, somebody that a lot of people were high on early in the season. Obviously lost a lot of the season due to the suspension. I think he's flying under a lot of people's radars. Really should have looked up his ownership before he started talking about this. I bet it's under five. Uh, oh man, this is great radio. Yeah, you're welcome, everybody listening at home. This is this is the best. Two point eight percent owned. 
and he's at 6.1. If you're on an Origi or a Nihan Acho and you're looking to get out, or if you're looking to have a super low price guy to balance with your fifth midfielder so that you can get that money to get Aguero back in, I think Andre Gray is definitely an interesting option. And Burnley themselves have looked a lot better of late. Uh, they do have City in the second part of what I'm going to call a double header, but City's defense has not been very impressive anyway. Uh, so I wouldn't necessarily be afraid of that, really. Um, also, I would have liked Callum Wilson, except sometimes he randomly doesn't start. So, but you know, he gets to play Swansea, uh, which is always nice. And then Lukaku, who we already mentioned. I, I know none of us trust him, but uh, it's Hull, though. Yeah. Right? Like, if there's yeah. a week. Yeah, it's this, it's this week. Right. Which, 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 <laughs> Which is leading him to being transferred in so much. and But then, it, next week, he has Southampton, who have a top three defense. So, like, yeah. daily formats, I'm all for Lukaku this week. But It's not it's not like Lukaku is cheap, either. He's 9.4. No. I, I mean, know. He's, like, he's in a top six of, of pricey forwards. So, yeah. it, it's it's not like he's like, oh, yeah, I'll go to the dollar bin and get a Romelu Lukaku. <laughs> right. Yeah, especially for, like, a one-week loan, especially when it's the week that Aguero and Costa are coming back. Yeah, maybe maybe not not the long term move to make, but like I said, just for this week, which I guess is the intent of this uh, segment. Then you, you gotta like him for this very brief period. Um, who else we got uh, in midfield? Uh, it's interesting because we haven't seen Spurs play yet, but Watford have been really really poor defensively. Where are they? They're uh, down to thirteenth now. Um, and you know we expected a lot more of them defensively. I think they were top ten in defense last season. Uh, in their first year up, so I think we kind of expected that. Now it's kind of Middlesbrough, or that low-level team that continually puts in good defensive performances, although uh, not really keeping the clean sheets that many would like, uh, having just lost to Burnley. Um, but uh, anyway, so I don't know. I, I, li- I would have liked the Spurs midfielders, especially if Sun doesn't play tomorrow, because I would think that that would mean that he'll be up front, although I said that during the last triple match thing, but they just yeah. kept playing Kane. But having seen how ineffective Kane was, you got to imagine they go a different way. Uh, although of note is that Jansen did just return to training this week, but I think the Watford match will probably be too soon for him, um, especially considering Tottenham have one of the last matches in this first match week that we're still somehow in. Um, I think that'd be interesting. What I wanted to talk to you about was, I know we just talked about Lalana as a must own. Raheem Sterling doing very well since returning to, to the uh, starting squad in his own right. One goal, three assists since he returned to starting. You're not really scared of Liverpool's defense either. How do you think this match is going to play out? Because obviously there's going to be a lot of owned guys in this one. Yeah, uh, I I mentioned last on last podcast uh, that Raheem Sterling's basically becoming like a, a differential sort of based on his ownership and the amount of people that have basically you know gone away from him. You know, his price seven point six. He's owned in nine percent of leagues. Um, you know, he's got he's got decent enough return. He's got he's sitting on eighty points for the season. He's got you know a goal or an assist in the last three games, you know, he's got six, nine and nine in his last three. So, I mean, that's a decent return and there's not a, you know, Arsenal wasn't mixed into that game. So he had, he got a goal against Arsenal. I mean, Liverpool's defense is not, you know, top by any, any stretch of the imagination. I can see this game having goals. Um, I, I, it, I'm almost hesitant to say it's going to be a goal fest, like a five, four, you know, maybe like a two, two, something like that. Three, two max. Um, but he's going to be involved in some way. I think. I think a, a, with Aguero being on the pitch, Aguero is going to draw the extra attention. And Liverpool's defense, you know, I mean, 
are you really scared that you know Dejan Lovren is going to take away Aguero, and then you know, you know, Clavin is going to take away another? Is Kevin going to take away De Bruyne? You know, that basically leaves you know Raheem Sterling on the wing or, and to take advantage. I think I think Raheem Sterling, if you're going to look at a target in this game, is probably somebody that I would probably zero in on only because of his form and because of how shaky Liverpool's defense is. You know, everybody's going. Everybody's looking at De Bruyne. Everybody owns is going to try to get back on the Aguero wagon. But you know, it's always it's not a bad option when Raheem Sterling at his price point is could be your focal point there. Yeah, uh, definitely agree there. Uh, as for defenses, I like uh, Everton are kind of on the up and up. I meant to get rid of Coleman like a while ago, um, but he had a goal two weeks ago. Now he has the clean sheet this week. Already mentioned they're going up against Hull, who have the worst attack, but no longer have the worst defense. Hey, it's Swansea again. Congratulations. They just just love trading that back. Congratulations, Hull. You're not the worst, except (laughs) in the table. But hey, in this thing. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so Coleman, I'm weirdly okay with uh, Everton this week. He's definitely going to start. And Hull and Southampton on deck. Neither of them really scare you. Um, Do like Tottenham against that Watford side. Uh, Other than that, you know, West Brom Southampton seems interesting. But it seems mm-hmm. like one of those matches where they're both going to let one in and just ruin everyone's day, which West Brom did to form, by the way. Got everyone's hopes up uh, with what looked like a clean sheet against Arsenal. Then, of course, Giroud scores late. Oh, hey, that was another thing I meant to talk to you about. Giroud, question mark? Yeah. Or do you I, think I, it was just rotation? I think it'll be a rotation. I don't think he'll play right back-to-back. If he's going to play another game, it'd be the, the secondary game after New Year's. Hmm. Oh, and then also the super obvious one, uh, Manchester United against the team that creates the fewest chances in the Premier League in Middlesbrough. Yeah. I, I think I think that's going to look good. And it looks like Phil Jones has retained his spot, which is yeah. definitely interesting. As a 4-8, although he may have gone up since I brought him in. Uh, yeah, 4-9. Four, 4-9. Nine. Four, nine, to get yeah. into that Manchester United defense is great. Obviously, you wanted them to keep the clean sheet against Sunderland, and they probably should have. But it was a really nice finish from, I think it was Barini. Um but anyway, yeah, I, I think they're going to have a nice one. Also, you know, I'm not even going to mention the Chelsea guys because, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Natch. <laughs> of course. Who you got? Uh, I'll start on defense. Uh, I mentioned this to Kevin probably, I don't know, maybe about two hours ago to take a look at a, a random team's uh, upcoming fixtures, and that team is Southampton. Uh, so I'm starting on defense with Southampton. Their upcoming fixtures. Don't count tomorrow's because that's still – that's already in the books. They play Spurs tomorrow. But following the Spurs game, they play West Brom at home, Everton away, Burnley away, Leicester at home. Leicester is awful anywhere now. They don't. They don't even play well at you know. On the, uh, they I play was doing some stats worse on the today. Uh, Leicester picked up nine points in September. Yeah, that's awful. Yeah, it's so uh, bad. So after Leicester, they play Swansea, West Ham, Sunderland. Their toughest matchup is probably Arsenal, and then after that, they play Watford. That basically takes you to March. Yeah. Um, so listen. I'm not a fortune teller. I can't tell you that Southampton is going to be great defensively in this. But guess what? Look at Southampton's defense already, and you're going to tell me that they're going to get worse. Yeah, I can say that you know the January transfer window may you know deplete some of their funds. There's rumors going around that Virgil Van Dyke is going to be bought and sold and do whatever. Until I see it, I'm telling you this this upcoming week in week 19 to grab a Southampton defender. I don't care who it is. It could be go for a differential. Would go for you Ryan. Even Cedric. Considering no. his propensity to just randomly no. not play. No, if you if you're looking for a secondary price defender, go look at Brian Bertrand owning 1.3 leagues. Go look, go go look at Jose Font for 
for at 5.5, owned in 5.3% of the league. But you definitely need to own a Southampton defender. Not it doesn't have to be this week. You may have more pressing needs. You know there are pressing some a lot of a lot of people own Jordan Pickford and now he's looking like like he's an if maybe for this weekend if you have if you don't have a secondary keeper there because I know a lot of people were rolling the the Yakupovic Pickford uh, you know duo of doom and goal. Um, so be careful that Jordan Pickford did pick up an, a knee injury this past week and he may not feature this weekend uh, against Burnley. So that's, that's troublesome if you, if you have to make a transfer there, but I'm telling you in the near future, in the next two, two weeks, I'd say bring in a, bring in a Southampton defender that you feel comfortable with. They're all that secondary price range, five, seven to, you know, if, if you can get lucky and score when, when Cuco Martina plays at 4.3, there's somebody that you want to own, uh, through the midfield. Um, Kevin, did you see Christian Benteke's penalty kick? Oh my gosh! I, I thought he put. The, I thought he hit the wrong button playing FIFA 17, <laughs> and he passed it to the goalie. To be fair, uh, penalties are hard in FIFA 17. Maybe, they, they maybe are. it's true. They are. <laughs> they are a little bit more difficult. Um, but my tout for a, a midfielder this week is the guy who I think that is going to take over the penalty kick duties there, and that's Johan Kabai. Johan Kabai has been basically passed over a thousand mm. times this year. His price has gone down and then up once and then just completely bottomed out. He's currently at 5.6, owned in 1.1% of leagues. He just got a goal this past weekend. And like I said, you know, James Milner's owned a ton everywhere because he takes the penalty kicks for Liverpool. So why not Johan Kabai at cheaper than, you know, James Milner? That's just my that's just my thing. If if he's taking penalty kicks. Sure, he can get a tout there. We we all love the, the Snodgrasses and the other players like that. So why not Kabai? That is what I'm saying. You know, their upcoming fixtures, you know, they're not great. You know, they have Arsenal, Swansea, West Ham, Everton, Bournemouth, Sunderland, Stoke. So actually, if you think about it, they're actually pretty good. It's just that we don't know how well people are going to play in Big Sam's offense. That's the thing. So be leery of that. Also, people I like, basically any Bournemouth midfielder. If you could find one that you like more than others or somebody that attracts your eye, pick it. They're going against a rudderless ship in Swansea this week, and they are just going to demolish and steamroll Swansea. If you thought oh, Swansea, Bob Bradley. We were gonna yeah, exactly. Bradley. Yeah, we, we totally forgot about it. I'm mentioning it now. Um, but, yeah, um, if you thought Swansea looked bad now, imagine them without someone telling them what to do. They, you, you may have thought they, that's what, the, what they were doing already, but, that, but it's going to get worse. So, um Anybody on Bournemouth on the road against Swansea, um, if you feel like being a little bit of a differential, there's tons of differential there. I, I, I'm all for Bournemouth midfielders and forwards this week. It's just tough because they do have a little rotation system going there, so it's tough to key on one guy. Um, for forwards this week, listen, if you roll three forwards, you're better than you're a better thinker than me, but it, your two of your strikers have to be Ibrahimovic, Costa, and Aguero. After that, I, don't, I could care less who you roster or who you have because – you're basically banking on those two giving you the goods every week. Um, you know, there isn't a third option there that I would recommend because you're basically going to pick two of those options because I don't think you can afford three and still feel a competitive team. Um, but, yeah, all three of those guys are, are spot on their money right now. Eber is probably the most informed player in the Premier. Um, Costa's coming back from, from the suspension, and, you know, they have a, a tasty matchup against Stoke, who just gave up four to Liverpool. And then, of course, the uh, ha- damned if you do, damned if you don't, Aguero is coming back from his suspension. And, you know, people are just going to jump all over that. That's, that's, I'm curious because I, I didn't actually look before we started the podcast. I wanted to see what, ha- what his transfer rate in was. Yeah, he's, been going in. he's down to like 12.8, though. 
Yeah, he's been he's been brought in seventeen thousand times already. Yeah. So that's in a day and a half. You know, what? Uh, a couple crazy <laughs> things though. Sure. He's still fourth in goals and second in shots on target, despite having yeah. missed seven starts this year. Yeah. He's he's like I said, he's he's hit he's complete hit or miss. He's like he's like Chris Carter of the Milwaukee, of the ex you know the ex guy of the Milwaukee Brewers. <laughs> he's a home run or nothing kind of guy, but. You know, at at his price points, twelve point eight, and and people having to flip a coin between him and Costa. Costa is the guy I think a lot of people are going to go with. And you know, the the transfer numbers show it this week. Costa is the most transferred in player. Uh, so you know, it, it twelve point eight is a tough tough pill to swallow this late in the season. If you've had him the whole time, yeah, it's it's easier to say you know, all right, fine, Aguero's twelve point eight. But trying to squeeze him in and deduct two things, there's there's no way you're making one direct move and getting Aguero in. I don't, I don't think. So moving on. Do you, do you on, not think anybody held on? No, I don't think they did. At having oh, twelve, well, uh, events, okay. Any active teams? Uh, yeah, cool. I mean, I'm yeah. sure there's people that did, um, but yeah, it's tough. It's tough to have twelve percent of your yeah. roster on, on the bench. It's that's awfully tough. Um, yeah, so we'll jump right into my sits. Uh, forward sit for me. Um, I know this is premature, and I know they play tomorrow, but um, Harry Kane is my sit against Watford on the road. Um, if he does something tomorrow, just Go back and fast forward through this part of the podcast and say I didn't say it. Uh, through the midfield, anybody on Swansea? Remember how what I said about Bournemouth? Uh, anybody Swansea midfielders? I know they're not really, really owned. And then even except for Gilfie Sigurdsson, and I'm not even confident that Gilfie Sigurdsson is is going to do anything there. And I mm-hmm. don't think he's long for Swansea now that they changed managers again. Uh, I could see. What do you think about that, Kev? Do you think Sigurdsson is pretty much a goner there now? That's interesting. Um... I feel like he may actually be one of those players that cares enough that he may try to keep them up and then leave in the summer regardless. Okay. Uh, but, I mean, th- people will definitely sniff around him, for sure. Yeah, um, I mean, it's just that his own, his ownership right now in, in the official game is is not not high-high and it's not low-low. He, low. he had, like, the, those three to four matches where it was like, oh, yeah, here comes the cigarettes in time. And yeah, just, yeah. The team around him is just not – it's just yeah, not good I mean, enough. It's just not I – mean, He's owned in ten percent of leagues. Price seven seven dot five. He anybody on Swansea is tough to own right now. I I can't see owning anybody. You know, throw Fernando Lorente in there as your cheap third forward. I wouldn't own anybody. There's zero there's zero intrigue to me from from being a Swansea player. I think they're just going to get steamrolled for the next couple until they until they either bring in a you know a sacrificial lamb manager or you know or they they smarten up and get a guy who's on the on the up you know and give them maybe his first managerial gig. You know, like Ryan Giggs, maybe. I'm just throwing that out there. It could be a possibility. Oh, man, that would be awful. That's a really, really yeah, bad yeah, idea. Yeah. I and always I, saw Pardew. I saw a Harry Redknapp shout. I like, mean, oh, what, dear. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, why not, why not just bring in the guy that follows Bob Bradley around? Just do that. You know, Jurgen, bring in Jurgen Klinsman. You know, he followed Bradley at, at you know at Team USA. You and know now what? he's following at Swansea. That's legitimately not the worst idea. No, it's not. It's been it's been kicked around. I saw the betting odds for it. I think he's like third or fourth. For oh, I betting. haven't seen that. I do know that Giggs is the shortest odds, which is the mm-hmm. worst idea. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it it's still Giggsy. He's got a name and, and a drawing power, but you know, I don't. I don't. But I don't now think, is not the time to. to yeah. I don't. I don't know who that. they're going to bring in. I'm not that much of a, a Swan supporter. I don't know. Uh, on defense, uh, I, I told you to buy him last week because I like their their fixtures, but. They just don't do enough for me offensively to keep their defense in the in the game. That's Middlesbrough. Mm-hmm. I, 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 Fewest I chances created in the Premier League. I completely admit my wrongings there. 
and saying maybe I know their price points are, are nice and they give you some good defensive return because they do like to get involved the Barragans and the, and you know they they do they do get involved in the in the build up so that from that standpoint they're basically like you know Charlie Daniels light I'll say mm. um, but but going against United right now at home United's at home so yeah I'm I'm fearing the worst here for a Borough team that this for me they they just don't do enough offensively to keep their defense you know involved in the defending part of the game. Yeah. Uh, for me, uh, I guess I'll start off with the question. Do you think Origi should still be owned? Um, given his price point, it's a possibility, yes. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of questioning it because, it yeah, because uh, listen, I don't think Manchester City are really anything to be afraid of, mm-hmm. but... You know, we got lucky this week. There weren't too many crazy uh, missing players, but that was because there were largely seven to eight days of rest for teams. We're about to see some super tiny gaps. It's like City play twice in 48 hours. Or no. What is that? That, that can't be true. They play, no, they play It's like 60 hours. But okay. Yeah. yeah. Time, they, but they play a earlier. hilariously short period of time, especially for an aging squad like City. Um, so my point is, we are about to hit that crazy rotation window. Mm-hmm. And for me, I'm honestly worried that Origi will not play. I think if I was Klopp, I would play Sturridge. So the question is, is it worth holding on to somebody that you think will not play? Right? Because as, you can't afford to have those zeros on the board. As long as you have enough subs and you can bury him enough, like not make him your first sub, but maybe make him your second sub. Mm. Because the only bad thing about it, that is, He'll you know, come on. there's... There's no way that Sturridge is playing a full 90, True. and and Origi is definitely going to come on. So yeah. you know, even even the rotation standpoint, you're kind of screwing yourself because all right, you're planning that Origi's not going to play, so you put him on your bench, but then he gets subbed in, and then he becomes a playable option off your bench because he's a sub because someone else gets you know subbed out, you know doesn't play. So from that standpoint, it's kind of eh. So from that standpoint, I could say you, I could see just not owning owning him and not being involved in that part of the rotation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but looking at the forward, looking at the forward, you know, pricing, you know, look at the look at the names at the top. It's Aguero, Ibrahimovic, Kane, Costa, right? Yeah. And then basically, it's 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 empty until you get down to like the cheap guys in ownership. You have the Negredos, you have the the Rondons, and then you have the Origis down 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 like below seven dot yeah. I mean, but there's nothing there's nothing appealing in, in between. Maybe besides a Christian Benteke, if you want to believe in a Christian Benteke. But after that penalty kick, no, absolutely not. <laughs> but there's just nothing in there. There's like a void for twenty forwards in price. You know, Vardy, Rooney, Giroud, Bashuai, Slamani, Perez, Defoe, Jansen, Welbeck, yeah. Boney, Musa, Agalu. Those are all the guys until you get to Origi after the big five. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's that, that's that's pretty depleted. So basically, I mean your your options are at forward are probably take two of the big three, Aguero, Ibra, Costa, and punt the third. Don't even play him and build your midfield to have a sustainable fourth or fifth, and then have a rotational fourth defender that you rotate in with your midfielder that has a better clean sheet possibility than a, a scoring possibility for your midfield. Mm. Yeah. Uh, agree with you there. Um, oh, uh, other forwards. I, I'm i a little bit torn on Benteke because Arsenal just can't keep clean sheets. 
I, I I know that they just got one uh, against West Brom, but on the whole, they've been so poor. And and if I asked you what Crystal Palace player is most likely to score, the answer is still Benteke. Yeah, which is super frustrating. Um, Benteke would be one of the pieces I'd have to move out. Uh, if I was going to try to get Aguero in, I don't think I'm going to be able to pull that off this week. I don't like him, to be fair. But <laughs> I don't like you, sir. I don't <laughs> like you. I don't like your face. <laughs> I don't like your smell and your stench. <laughs> and um, your penalty kicking capabilities. They I stop. don't. I don't like that his full name is on his nameplate on the site. I still don't understand why that's there. I realize his brother is there, but you couldn't just hit us with a C dot Benteke at all. Like Robin V. Percy, you couldn't you couldn't manage that. I, um, I I wonder. You know why I wonder about that? Mm. I wonder if it's because Christian is a is a religion and you can't abbreviate it. Oh, and, just, hmm. and don't forget, there also is another Benteke on Crystal Palace. That's what I was saying. But you could do C. Benteke and J. Benteke. Didn't yeah. the other Benteke get hurt? Yeah. Well, they all. They, Christ, I got hurt watching that penalty kick. So, I'm, <laughs> but it, it, what do you think? It's I don't strained know. credulity. You know, I, I don't actually know the reason for that, but I just threw a legitimate reason out there. Maybe it's maybe they don't want to insult Christians. Maybe, maybe there's something to that, uh, but also maybe. <laughs> um, all right, for midfield, um, I I love him, and this is just a sit. Don't get rid of him because he gets to play Hull next week. But Matty Phillips um, up against Southampton, we all know how good their defense is, uh, and I just don't want any part of that. There is some thought that you know maybe Tottenham wear out uh, Southampton's uh, defense and kind of like the Benteke thing I still think Matt Phillips is probably the best own at West Brom but Southampton are one of the few teams with the wing backs to really deal with him uh, you mm-hmm. already mentioned Bertrand a bit earlier I just don't think he's going to do much this week but obviously play him against Hull maybe don't play him against Spurs definitely play him against Sunderland uh, mm-hmm. definitely play him against Middlesbrough then Stoke West Ham Bournemouth Palace they have a really nice run there through March um, but but over these next four, uh, wax off, wax on, wax off, wax on, uh, and then you should be you should be just fine. Uh, as for defenses, that I'm not really a big fan of this week. Stoke looked like they were getting better. I know yeah. that Liverpool can just show up and overturn teams, but man, they looked bad. Peters does uh, show up with the mitigating assist to make him look somewhat ownable still, but you don't like that. Middlesbrough defense, I've been talking about a lot lately, but Manchester United just look kind of rampant at the moment. West Brom's defense can't keep a clean sheet for their entire life, and none of them do anything of note, really. Uh, and like I said, I don't like either side of Arsenal Palace. I think both teams score. Um, I realize that a lot of people are probably jumping on the Arsenal bandwagon right now, but it's going to take a lot more than one clean sheet against West Brom. To convince me that they're trustworthy again in FPL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Cool. Uh, what moves are you making? Uh, I've already made oh, a right, move. Right. Uh, I've brought in Costa for uh, Benteke. Um, I'm waiting. And that was one the more. Aguero money, right? That's what you were waiting on. Well, yeah, I had, I have a money. I still have money saved up, but I, I made a secondary move because um, I believe my own hype when I was talking myself out of stuff before. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying. I'm think I'm moving away from the Spurs, the Spurs players, and Erickson and Kane. Uh, Kane will be my next one out um, next week. I, I just don't feel like taking a minus eight. I've already taken a minus four. I've dropped Erickson and brought in Johan Kabai this week, only because his price. And I think when Zaha goes to 
uh, AFCON. I think that he could possibly, you know, fill in there with a little scoring role. And since, you know, we what we saw from Benteke taking PKs, I think he may have a little bit of increased value based on his price point at 5.6. So those are my two moves. I, it's Erickson and Benteke out, Kabai and Costa in, and with a preemptive Kane to Aguero or Ibra next, next week, whatever I feel like doing. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, for me, I think I'm going to use uh, what was supposed to be the Aguero money and do what I mentioned earlier, which is upgrade uh, from Fair to Lalana. I'm also thinking about maybe minusing to get uh, Smith out, but you know, against Swansea, it's kind of like the Coleman thing. I don't mm-hmm. really want either of them anymore. But as I mentioned, you gotta be—you kind of gotta stick with the players that you know are gonna play, and both of them are definitely gonna play. Both of them have pretty good matchups, so I think I'm just kind of stuck with them for now. Also, big test for Erickson tomorrow or again Wednesday, Um because if, if he falls a little bit short, then it might be time to, to move on from him again. We mentioned that he's streaky, and if he doesn't really perform in this one, that means the streak could already be over. And we said the moment we said to buy him, keep an eye on when that decline starts. Because he mm-hmm. goes from amazing to unownable very quickly. Um, so just kind of keep an eye on that Southampton match. And it's frustrating because you don't want to expect too much against a very good Southampton defense. But just kind of keep an eye on that nonetheless. All right, Captain Choices, Go! Uh, I mean, you, you gotta like Alexis Sanchez this week against Crystal Palace. Palace does like to ship goals, but for me, it's it's Diego Costa coming back from the suspension against Stoke. We just witnessed what Stoke could do defensively, and it wasn't much. They just gave up four to Liverpool. So I think Diego Costa is my choice this week. Yeah, if I had Costa, I'd probably go that way as well. Uh, for me, I think it's gonna be Alexis against Crystal Palace. I know Big Sam was brought in to help shore up that defense, but uh, the players aren't really doing him any favors. I think it was Damo, Damian Delaney, that gave up the uh, mm-hmm. penalty there last week. Uh, Joel Ward just isn't the player he was supposed to be. Obviously, they still don't have a left back in place. We both like Scott Dan, but that's not enough. The goalkeeper position continues to be a problematic one for Palace. I think Alexis Sanchez really has a good run here. I, I probably should have mentioned him earlier, um, but his next five opposing defenses... 18th, 14th, 20th, 12th, 13th. Yikes. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's real nice. Um, so, uh, you know, the Walcott thing, like I said, very frustrating that he missed that start because it, it just adds that doubt again, like right as you start thinking about him again. But for as for the other Arsenal attackers, I think it's definitely time to, to start reconsidering. Also, a sneaky thing that I'm not willing to do yet, but I did this with Ericsson and mentioned, I probably should have mentioned that the stats were backing him. Um, Mesut Ozil has kind of turned it around of late, so just kind of keep an eye on that as well. Mm-hmm. Good shout. Woo! That's a shout. All right, mm-hmm. well, this is a little bit shorter, but we just had to hit you with some information before we hit this uh, double game week. Then, of course, it will be the FA Cup break, so you won't hear from us for quite some time. Uh, but we hope you enjoyed hearing from us. Uh, Rob, uh, tell the folks where they can find you. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Smokey underscore Lugie. Or you could find my writings on FPL rankings and transfer news and funny things and all that goofiness that I do at Razball.com. Yeah, and I'm the other host, uh, Kevin DeVries, at Kevroff on Twitter. This is obviously the FPL Roundtable, but you can also catch me on the EPL Roundtable. Uh, also, I write for TheEaglesBeak.com, although I'm not sure if I'm going to do that this week or not. Since I can't use one of my hands, I, I've looked into like narrating services 
uh, have some family in town for the holidays. Was thinking about enlisting one of them, maybe. I don't, I don't know if that's going to happen or not. But regardless, go check out theeaglesbeak.com. It's a cool site. There's plenty of information about the whole party you out uh, and um, Big Sam and stuff. So it's a good site regardless. Uh, also, uh, Rob and I are going to try to get in another VIP bet video done uh, for the DFS matches. So keep an eye on that. Obviously, that can be a day later because... Uh, the slate will not be until Saturday, but be sure to check that out again, VIPbet.com. And also check out our friends at allinsportstalk.com uh, and uh, their app, which you can find both in the Google Play Store and in the Apple App Store. All right, Rob, that's it. We talked about fantasy. Now I'm going to go make sure that my finger is still wholly intact. Uh, what are you going to do? Um, I don't know. Make myself a drink and yep. let let these painkillers really set in. <laughs> oh, man. You're super not supposed to mix those, as I found out. Uh, Going to have a fun decision on New Year's Eve, deciding whether or not to uh, try to take pain pills or if I want to drink at all. So <laughs> <laughs> tune into the conclusion of that in like two and a half weeks. <laughs> all right. Well, in the intro, best of luck to all your fantasy teams. And we're glad you listened to us talking about fantasy and junk. And, uh, yeah, catch us next time. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.